Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Caps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week? Yeah, very well, thank you. I uh, actually started my cricket season at the weekend. I got myself a solid six runs, which by my standards is a very solid foundation to build on. It's actually three times my average from last summer, so I'm pretty pleased with that. Glad to hear that progress is being made. And of course, last but certainly not least, is Jamie Brown. Jamie, Tottenham returned to winning ways, and although they were fourth for a few hours, results went against them at the London Stadium later that Sunday. Yeah, a really interesting week in kind of the race for the top four, of course, as you mentioned there, Arsenal and Spurs both winning. Um, I think it was a very big win for Arsenal, of course. I mean, West Ham were, of course, in European action, but I think to go away um, and get three points at London Stadium, regardless, is still massive for Arsenal. Of course, a big hurdle ahead of a, a big week for Spurs going to Anfield, so... Yeah, really interesting, uh, you know, kind of week in the race for the top four. And um, I think this weekend's going to be absolutely pivotal. Of course, Arsenal going to Leeds and Spurs going to Anfield. So uh, it's going to be a very exciting weekend, I think. It is indeed. And we're going to cover all of that later in the show. So that's all the intros out of the way. Let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's go to the battle to beat the Premier League drop. And what looked like a two-horse race is now a three-way battle. James, I have to ask the question, are Leeds now favourite for the drop? Well, they are indeed, at least as the odds are concerned, although... Price of 13 to 10 suggests the bookies are far from writing them off just yet. Although, that said, there has been a big momentum shift in the past 10 days or so in favour of both Everton and Burnley. Both of you have better fixtures than Leeds in the next couple of match days. So, if you do think the Yorkshireman will take the plunge, then now is probably the time for you to take up that bet. Well, Jamie, let's look at these bookmaker odds then for the three teams involved. At the time of recording, as James rightly says, the Ellen Road outfit are now 13 to 10 for the drop. Now... I guess you could argue that Leeds' results have been okay. They haven't been bad in the past few weeks. However, they didn't quite bank on Everton and Burnley being better. And that's where they've got themselves into this mess. Yeah, I mean, it's really surprising to have seen Leeds kind of dragged into it as, as they are now. I mean, especially when you consider that defeat against Manchester City was their first in six matches. So, you know, a real surprise, but it kind of real testament to how well Burnley have done in their recent matches, of course, picking up 10 points from a possible 12. And then, of course, for Everton, I mean, it seems to really have been their home form, which is which has really given them a, a fantastic fighting chance of staying up now. I mean, of course, we've seen them get wins over Newcastle, Manchester United at home. Uh, they, of course, drew with Leicester City as well. And then, of course, they got that big win on Sunday against Chelsea. So for Everton, their home form's been, been fantastic. For Burnley, as we said, they've really picked up. So Leeds, you know, they are in big trouble now. And um, it, it's difficult to kind of see where they're going to get real points from their last four matches or so. I've looked through the fixtures and I kind of give them about uh, five points or so from their remaining four. Um, and that only leaves them on about 39. So it's going to be very difficult. And I, I just don't really see that being enough to stay up this season for them. So they are in big trouble. And as I mentioned, their last four fixtures come against Arsenal away, which is going to be very difficult, of course, with Arsenal in the race of the top four. 
Chelsea at home, which will be an interesting one, given that Chelsea are basically, um, you know, their season's almost over, really. Um, Brighton at home, which will be an interesting one. I think I can see them getting three points in that one. And then a tricky one to finish off with Brentford away. So some some really tough games remaining for Leeds. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you'd maybe say they looked like they were pretty much safe. They, of course, got those big wins, those late wins over Wolves and Norwich. But, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of looking at them. And for me, I think they're probably favourites to go down right now. Well, James, let's focus on our good friends Everton now. They're 2-1 to one to suffer the drop at the end of the season. Those odds have lengthened slightly, no surprise, after their win over Chelsea. Is it their home form, which is going to be the fundamental difference between demotion and survival? Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the case. Uh, really, the Jekyll and Hyde of the Premier League, if the table was decided purely on home results, then they'd be sitting comfortably in the top half of the table, but there'd be eight points adrift of safety if it was down to points picked up on the roads. And... The fixtures are somewhat favourable, though. At home, they face Brentford and Palace, the first of whom they've already beaten at Goodison this season in the FA Cup, while the latter don't really have anything to play for, so it'll be a good time to face them. And even the next couple of away games, Leicester and Watford have to be identified as potentials when it comes to getting points. The Foxes leak goals, and Watford have lost the last 3,000 games of Vicarage Road. So all of a sudden, <laughs> it's a much rosier picture for Everton. <laughs> yes, that's, that is true. We verified that. But, Jamie, at the same time, Everton's game in hand, is that going to breed confidence at Goodison Park? The simple fact that survival is in their own hands. How big will that win over Chelsea be in the context of the relegation battle? Yeah, I mean, look, a lot's been obviously made of their running and kind of how difficult it was, but actually assessing it now and especially getting that Chelsea game out of the way, I think it's, you know, I think there's a decent amount of points to be had there. I mean, on the weekend, they go to Leicester away, which, of course, they'll be coming off the back of a tricky game against Roma. Uh, Watford away, which I think is definitely a chance to get three points. Brentford at home, we've, of course, just seen them lose 3-0 away at Manchester United. So, again, more more chance for points to be picked up there. Crystal Palace at home, another, another game where you can see them potentially picking up three points. And they finish with Arsenal away, which will be, obviously, a very tricky one. But, yeah, so I, I can definitely see them kind of getting some decent amount of points from those games. Um, but as we mentioned, it's, it's just going to be that home form that's, that's really going to have kept them up this season. Or if they do, uh, they certainly do stay up. I mean, uh, I think we saw how much of a fortress Goodison Park was against Chelsea. Of course, the welcome the players got and they just seemed totally up against Chelsea. Um, they to- seemed totally up for that match. So it was uh, a big win. And uh, yeah, I think that extra two points, um, I, I predicted a draw last week against Chelsea. I just think that's going to be massive for them. And uh do you know what? I kind of really fancy them to uh, as a really great chance to stay up now. I, I just think getting three points against Chelsea was massive for them. And uh, I, I think they'll probably do it now. I think they'll stay up. Well, James, let's look at the weekend in terms of how it unfolded. Burnley, they're 3-1 to one in terms of odds to go down. Come Saturday afternoon at, what, 4.55, they're five points clear of Everton. And you're thinking Everton are doomed. Regardless of the fact now that the gap between those two teams is back down to two points because of Everton's win, do you reckon Burnley still have enough momentum to steer them clear? Uh, you'd certainly have to say so, particularly the way they beat Watford at the weekend. It shows that they're buying into what's being drummed into them by the caretaker managerial duo during the weekend. It looks like they believe they can get out of this. I do still think Leeds will pick up some points here and there, though, and I think we're going to have plenty of permutations come the final weekend. And Jamie, let's look at Burnley's fixtures. Weirdly, they've got two stabs at Aston Villa in the month of May. Now, is that where survival is going to be secured? Or can you see this one going all the way to the final day of this campaign? Yeah, for me, I actually think it will go to that final game. Um, I can kind of see both teams going in. Burnley and Leeds both going in on level points for this one. I think by that point, if I go off my predictions, I think Everton will actually be safe by the final day, which would be quite interesting if... 
you know, all goes to kind of plan. Um, but I think, I think you know, looking at those two games against Villa, I think it's a great chance for Burnley to pick up some points. Of course, Villa, you know, their season is pretty much over. And with Burnley having it all to kind of fight for, you know, I can see them at least picking up maybe four points from, from those games. But in those the next three, as you mentioned, they've got the two against Villa. And that's kind of sandwiched in between Spurs away, which would be a very interesting one. I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on where they could pick up some points. That's a 12 o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. I think that that would just be a, a very awkward game for Spurs. So um, that would be an interesting one. I think um, Leeds as well. I'm also backing them to pick up four points in their next two games as well. Uh, they've got Arsenal away. Uh, uh, yeah, they've got Arsenal away. and then uh, Sorry, I don't think they'll get points in the Arsenal match. I think they'll get a point from maybe Chelsea at home. And then I th- can see them getting bright- uh, three points against Brighton at home. So, as I said, I can kind of see them picking up four points in those next three. So, that would see Burnley and Leeds going in equal on the final day. And, uh, yeah, then it'll be Newcastle at home for Burnley, Brentford away for Leeds. And uh, I think you'd maybe just about fancy Burnley to do it there. So, as I said, I, I, I do actually think Leeds are now the favourites to go down. Well, I think there's going to be twists and turns along the way. There's already been many twists before, but I still think, well, it could go... Any of three ways now, couldn't it? But it's going to be a fascinating end to the season. And with Leeds in mind, we're going bet building. Because as we now know, they're going to the Emirates on Sunday. And we're going to look to construct our first winner of this season before it ends. James, once more, I'd like an anytime goal scorer, please. Yep, I'm going to plump for Bukayo Saka this time around. He scored in Arsenal's last home game when they beat Manchester United, of course. And he also bags in a win over Leeds at Ellen Road earlier in the season. So you can get Saka at 15-8 to score any time. Lovely stuff. And Jamie, can I get the over-under on the goals? Yeah, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals for this one. Um, five, of last, five of the last six for Arsenal have produced over 2.5 goals. And meanwhile, for Leeds, it's five and seven uh, in terms of over 2.5 goals. So I think you can definitely see goals being scored in this one. And uh, as I said, over 2.5 goals. Lovely stuff. I'm going to mix it up this week and I'm going to go for a half-time, full-time outcome. And with that in mind, I'm going to go with a draw at half-time. A little bit of cagey, shall we say, as Leeds look to not concede a boat full of goals once more. But I think Arsenal will find an extra gear, which they keep finding as of late. And I think with that in mind, it's going to be a half-time draw, an Arsenal win. OK, then, just to recap, we've got Bukayo Saka to score any time on Sunday. With that in mind, also over 2.5 goals in the match. And half-time draw, full-time win for Arsenal. That comes in at 14-1. to Fiver on there, £75 back in your pocket. Let's hope it's 75 virtual pounds as we try and get our holiday fund up from zero. But if that one comes in, we're going to be celebrating. And I hope best of luck to you too. Let's have a quick chat about the game itself. James, Leeds shipped four to Man City last Saturday. What do you reckon the tally will be this weekend in North London, especially as the Ellen Road outfit averaged more than two goals conceded per Premier League outing this season? Yeah, absolutely none of the numbers make for pleasant reading for Leeds. It's almost 20 years since they last beat Arsenal. They've lost nine of the last 11 meetings against them. And Leeds have conceded 10 goals in the last three outings against the Gunners. And I don't give them a great deal of hope here. They just don't look all that dangerous at the minute and haven't scored in the last three hours of league football. So a trip to the handicap market is probably the way to go here if you fancy an Arsenal win. Jamie, of course, the race for top four has swung in Arsenal's favour and they're 1-2 on to win on Sunday. With that in mind, are they confident of arriving at the North London Derby, lying fourth in the table? Yeah, I think you've got to say very much so. I mean, look, if they were, you know, if all goes to kind of plan in terms of Liverpool beating Spurs and then, of course, Arsenal winning it against Leeds, then, uh, you know, they'd go five points into that North London Derby, clear of Spurs. So that would obviously be massive for them. But 
I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, I don't think it's that quite straightforward. I mean, you know, there are lots of permutations in these two matches. Of course, Leeds, they are fighting for their lives and, you and you know, they, they will put up a really strong fight. So I'm not sure it's going to be like a straightforward game for Arsenal. But, I mean, you can still see them coming out with three points in that one. And then for Spurs, I think this will be a very interesting one. I think we've seen with Spurs, they are a side that have tended to struggle against maybe the the teams that kind of look to nullify them and, and maybe sit deep, I think against a, a side that will come out at them and, and, and really look to attack, I think that's where Spurs have maybe found a bit more joy. So I think there's there's maybe potential for a bit of a Spurs upset at Anfield. But uh, again, it's it's not exactly one that you, you'd maybe look to back. I think Liverpool will be too strong. But yeah, I think going into that uh, that North London derby, you know, Arsenal could well be five points clear of Spurs. And James, more importantly... On Sunday, Arsenal go into the game having won three straight league games in a row. That's after losing three in a row. So, with them being clear favourites to win at the Emirates, how do you make this one a bit more interesting? Yeah, as I touched on, I think handicaps are perhaps the smart play here. Minus one for Arsenal is five to four, which is probably touch and go in fairness. Arsenal can sometimes blow hot and cold on the goal strung, but I think they'll be okay this time around. But if you do think they could make hard work of this and scrape a low-scoring one, then the Gunners' win to nil might appeal at 17-10. to 10. I must say, I've changed my mind once or twice here when looking at this one. Despite popular opinion, I'm not rushing to back Arsenal this weekend. Despite all the stats pointing towards what could be a banker of a home win, they have let me down quite a lot in the past. And this could easily be a banana skin they find themselves slipping over. And Jamie, in terms of Arsenal, yes, they won their last three, but they're not keeping clean sheets. So... With that in mind, does both teams to score appeal to you before the weekend? Mm, yeah, well, I mean, if you look at Leeds from a Leeds perspective as well, I don't think they've been particularly great in front of goal. But I think in a game where now they are seriously fighting for a survival, I think you'd probably back them to get on the score sheet. And as you mentioned, with Arsenal's recent poor record in, in terms of keeping goals out, then then potentially you'd say that would be a fairly decent shout. I mean, both teams have scores at 3-4 to four, and then an Arsenal win and both teams have scores at 15-8, to eight, which I think is a pretty decent shout. As I said, I just think Leeds, they're going to make a, a really strong fight of this and uh, you can see them at least getting on the score sheet. So, yeah, I, I think both teams have scores at a decent shout. Yeah, I think you're right in the sense that they've just got to go for it. Whether they can actually deliver a much-needed win, I don't know. But they've got to find a bit of impetus in the final third. You know, they're leaking goals for fun. I don't think they can stem that, especially with Stuart Dallas now being injured as well. But I feel that they just need some form of goals. If they can just spar Arsenal for a little bit and just test them, you never know. But, um, well, again, you know, it's issues at the top four race, issues at the bottom. When they intertwine like this, it makes for a fascinating weekend of football. But before we chat all things EFL and a whole lot more, let's do our long shot acker. Because once again, it's time to pick something between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. And Jamie, I'll start with you first this week. Yep, I've gone for Everton to draw away at Leicester. Um, I think, obviously, the two sides recently drew at Goodison Park as well. Um, I think from Everton perspective, you know, they're, of course, fighting for survival. Uh, less from a Leicester perspective, you know, maybe not so much to fight for in the league. I think they're 10th at the moment. And they'll be coming back from Rome on Thursday after a very tricky game there, which you'd expect to be. Um, and Leicester, you know, they've just got one win in the last six as well. So they're not in particularly great form. So I've got Everton to draw away at Leicester at 12-5. to Lovely stuff. And James, the same for you, please. Yeah, well, listeners may have noticed I quite like taking Brighton on, and I'm going to do so again this weekend. I'm back in Man United half-time, full-time at 10-3. to I think they'll finish strongly now that the pressure is off them. They played pretty well against Brentford on Monday, and they should really be too strong for a Brighton side that, yes, are in form, but will surely have one eye on the holidays by now. And also, one or two United players still very much playing for their future, so I'm hoping the upshot of that is a decent away display. 
Okay, I'm going to go for a away display myself. I'm going to go with Sevilla to win at Villarreal. That's 2-1, to one, so it's the lower range of our long shot margin. But I think with Villarreal having that Champions League deflation from Tuesday nights, the race for second is still very much alive for the visitors. And they're going to look to bounce back after slipping up at home to Cadiz last Friday. So 2-1, to one, it's not the biggest of long shots, but it's enough for me. And I'm going to put that in the mix as well. So hopefully all three of those get over the line. And once again, we are celebrating some form of big winner. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's go around the football world now and sniff out some more value across the course of the weekend. And first up, let's go to the wonderful world of the EFL. Back to the Championship now, and the race for fifth and sixth is still live in the final week of the season. It's two from four. James, will Sheffield United have concerns about facing Fulham? Or with the Cottagers now champions, does this play into the Blades' hands? Yeah, I think it does. As you say, Fulham have wrapped the title up now, so they'll surely take their foot off the pedal and... The fact that the Blades need a win will probably push them on that little bit further too. That said, I think either money is short for a home win when you consider the sheer quality within this Fulham side. It's not a bet I'll be putting too much money on this weekend. I wouldn't be too surprised to see a draw here. And that means that Sheffield United will be anxiously checking flash scores as they await their playoff fate. Well, Jamie, Luton played Fulham on Bank Holiday Monday and their goal difference has taken a huge dent before the weekend. They lost 7-0. So the question is... Has their confidence taken a dent before this weekend? And can they now keep either Middlesbrough or Millwall at bay? Yeah, I, th I think they should just be about uh, be okay in terms of staying in that top six. I think, um, you know, they do host Reading on the final day of the season. Of course, the Royals, they've really secured safety. Um, of course, losing seven was was definitely, you know, losing by seven against Fulham was was definitely a big blow for them and a, a big damage to their kind of their, um, their goal difference as well. So, you know, that could have potentially allowed for maybe a draw, a slight slip up against Reading, which, you know, you'd, you'd almost say was a certainty in terms of Luton getting either three points or at least one point. Um, so I, I think they will get all three points against Reading against a side who, are, you know, don't have anything to play for. Luton, it's a home as well. So I think they should be safe. Um, I mean, Sheffield United will be the ones to kind of really keep an eye on. I mean, that will be an interesting one against Fulham. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm with James on this one in terms of, I think, you know, with, with Fulham not having anything to play for, really, and, and, and Sheffield having it all to play for, then I think that that really should spur Sheffield on to, to kind of get the three points. But as we've seen, Fulham, they can when they turn it on, they're, they're an incredibly good side. So, um, you know, that will be a dangerous one for Sheffield United. But in all honesty, I kind of see this top six pretty much staying the same as it is right now. I think Millwall as well, maybe another shout to get in. But, you know, they're away at Bournemouth and, and that's going to be a kind of a tricky one as well. You know, of course, there will be, you know, almost party mood there at Bournemouth after securing promotion as well. But, uh, no, as I said, I think the top sticks in the Championship will stay the same. OK, then let's drop into League One next because the makeup of the playoffs has been created after the results last weekend. James, you're off to Buckinghamshire as Watford play host to MK Dons in one of the first legs. What is the tale of the tape here? Well, Wickham needed a good run of form to make the playoffs and I guess a 12-match unbeaten streak will do the trick. And although MK Dunn's just missed out on automatic promotion, a 5-0 win at Plymouth on the final day was perfect preparation for this one. But Wickham fans may want to lower the volume for the next few seconds here as MK Dunn's have already beaten them three times this season, twice in the league and also in the pizza trophy back in October. They say that doesn't count for much in playoff games, but I don't quite subscribe to that. And with the Dons finishing six points ahead of Wickham in the league, I give them the edge here, and they look good value for the win at 19-10. to 10. Well, Jamie, you're after the Stadium of Light, as the two previous favourites, that being Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday, have now been paired together. They can't both win at Wembley, so someone's going to fall short in terms of the favourites. But who gets first blood by the end of Friday evening? 
Um, yeah, I think this one's going to be very close to call. Um, I think, you know, you look at Sunderland's home record, it's been very strong at the Stadium of Light. So maybe you'd kind of just give them the edge there in this being at home for them. Uh, they've won five of the last six there. Um, and, and at home in general this season, they've won nearly 70% of their matches. So just been really strong at home. Uh, Sheffield away, Sheffield Wednesday's um, away record has been pretty poor too. Uh, they've lost nearly a third of them away games this season. So, you know, maybe you'd kind of, again, give Sunderland the edge there. Um, Sunderland, they also did win this fixture um, back in December. They won 5-0. But uh, Sheffield Wednesday did get the better of um, of Sunderland as well um, at, at their place. They won 3-0. So a very, it's a very evenly matched match up here, um, I think, as well. Sunderland win is at 8-5. And then a draw is also at 23-10. to uh, to So uh, I think that that's fairly good value given how even this match is. OK, then. We cannot forget League 2 either. And recently we spoke about the league winners assuming it was going to be Forest Green. They had one hand on the trophy. That one hand is now Exeter's. So, James, the big question is, who's going to put both hands on the trophy come the weekend? This is a tough one. Both sides have tricky final day fixtures against sides who themselves could secure the final automatic promotion place. Forest Green go to Mansfield, who need results to go their way, but will certainly be gunning for three points, while Exeter hosts a Port Vale side who are also in the automatic mix. But all things considered, you probably go for Exeter. The league leader's are in much better form than Forest Green and in Port Vale they face visitors who have lost the last three games. So the Grecians get my vote here. And Jamie, we referenced the playoff race and how packed it is. That's including the automatic final spot up for grabs. Northampton and Bristol Rovers, both on 77 points, third and fourth. Who will get over the line in this one? Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be another one that's very close to the core. I mean, Northampton, they do lead Bristol City. Uh, Brist- oh, God's sake. <laughs> Let me start that one again. Um, yeah, I mean, again, this is another very even matchup. Uh, of course, Northampton, they do lead Bristol Rovers just on goal difference by plus five. So, again, it's so close there. Um, I think Northampton, they, they, they should just be OK. They travel away to 21st place Barrow, uh, whilst Bristol Rovers host uh, bottom of the table Scunthorpe. So you kind of back both teams to go and get three points there. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, for Northampton, you know, they have won their last two away matches. So I don't see they have too many problems in getting those three points and uh, securing that third place spot. Where else can we go? Let's get our passports out once more because we are going to see some Thursday night European action across the continent. And James, the big question is, can the Hammers qualify for the Europa League final at 11-4 to at the time of recording? Would you be tempted in backing this very outcome? Well, they certainly catch the eye of that price, especially after the hammering they gave to Lyon in France in the last round. And Eintracht's home form is extremely patchy. They've won just once at home since January, and their only clean sheet on home soil in the last 11 came against bottom of the league, Ruth the Firth. So there are definitely a few chinks of light for the Hammers, and while I won't be at the front of the queue to take that price, you'll probably find me three or four rows back. And Jamie, in terms of the Europa League, I know you've plumped for an all-German final. At the moment, it's looking that way. You can currently get RB Leipzig at evens to also win the second leg of their tie against Rangers. Does this seem an easy way to double your money or will the Ibrox Raw help the Glasgow outfit on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, look, both ties, of course, are very evenly poised at the moment. Um, and certainly this one, I think this is going to be a really exciting game at Ibrox between Leipzig and Rangers. Um, I think as well, you know, they were very fortunate, Leipzig, to kind of get that goal in, in, you know, with five minutes remaining. So, of course, that does give them the advantage and, and maybe that kind of might be decisive going to Ibrox. I mean, look, Rangers have been really good at home this season, especially in Europe. They won five of their six matches there. Um, of course, that includes a draw as well against Borussia Dortmund. So, you know, they have been a side that have been really good at Ibrox. So that will be definitely be interesting to see how, you know, kind of being at home will, will kind of factor in. 
Um, but then as well with Leipzig, I mean, they have slipped up in the last two league matches, so that might be one to keep an eye on. Um, however, in the last round, you look at their away match, they won 2 0 away at Atalanta, so kind of shown that they've got no problems on the road in Europe this, this season. And we keep mentioning they've got so much quality in that side, Leipzig, and especially with Christopher Nkunku, I'll be interested to see kind of how he gets on. And, and I'm sure lots of clubs around Europe will be watching him, of course, ahead of next season and, and maybe the summer as well. He might potentially be on the move. They, of course, they also won 3 1 away at, at Real Sociedad earlier in the competition. So, you know, again, you know, they're a side that have been strong away from home. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I, I think they, in Venice, I say they were fortunate to get that goal with five minutes to go. But, you know, you look at the stats and just the way the game went, I think Leipzig were pretty dominant, actually, in that game. So I, I, I am actually kind of swaying towards a Leipzig w- a win here. And, of course, we cannot forget the Europa Conference League either. James, it's all square between Roma and Leicester after the first leg. What bets take your fancy before this one? Uh, I think this will be tough for Leicester. Roma have lost only three times at the Stadio Olimpico in the last 12 months, and those defeats came against Inter, Juventus and AC Milan. So that shows the size of the task for the Foxes. Their away form isn't great either, but both sides have scored in each of the last six games. So my selection here is the Roma win, and both teams score at a pretty punchy 7-2. to two. That is very punchy. Could it be the knockout blow for the Foxes? But Jamie, finals. They have a 3-2 advantage going into their second leg clash with Marseille. Who do you make the favourites to reach the final in this one? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really exciting matchup, actually. Um, of course, Marseille in the last round, I think they did pretty well to stay in the tie. They went two goals down twice in, in that match in, in the Netherlands. So they did pretty well to kind of bring, you know, only only have it at one goal disadvantage at the moment. But I think at home, I kind of make Marseille definitely favourites to kind of get through on this one. Um, as I said, just, you know, they've done well to kind of get through that game only being one goal down. And I think they should have enough in France to, to kind of get the job done and and and, uh, and maybe advance in this one. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Marseille. I mean, they've been very strong this season as well. You know, they're second in Liga. They've won all three of their home games in the competition so far as well. So, uh, Marseille to win is 11-8. to eight, And they're also, uh, both teams to score and Marseille to win at 5-2 to two as well. So, um, yeah, for me, Marseille, I think we'll go through in this one. As I say, a huge night of European action awaits. And of course, down the line, we'll be focusing on the finals as well. And before we move on on this show, it's time for a correct score from you both. Now, once as always, it doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. Now, Jamie, well played because you got that 3-1 Tottenham win correct at 11-1. to Although, James is going to be rather miffed, I think, because he originally had that same pick. So, well done to you both, I guess, with an asterisk next to James. But in the interest of fairness... James, I'm going to start with you this week. What's your correct score? Yeah, don't worry, Jamie. Just just call it a pint and we'll be quits. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be boring this time. I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw between Chelsea and Wolves. Neither side in great form, both as far as results and goals are concerned. Well, both of their last two meetings have ended goalless as well. So you can get the nil-nil for a third game running at 13-1. to Lovely stuff. And Jamie, can you continue the streak this week? What have you got for me? Yeah, that, that is very strange. I very nearly went for Chelsea versus Wolves. Well, I'm, I'm, it's very odd. I was nearly going to go for that, but I've actually gone for uh, Burnley versus Aston Villa. Um, I'm backing Burnley to win this one, I think, especially at home as well. I think their upturning form has been very impressive, of course, picking up 10 points from the last you know, possible 12. And then Villa, again, I mentioned earlier in the show, they know they've got very little to play for in this one. So I've gone for Burnley to win 2-1 at home to Aston Villa at 11-1. to Great shout. You two are like the equivalent of, can I copy your homework? Yeah, you can, but just change it a little bit. But it's good that you're on the right lines and hopefully you get some winners this weekend. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the best insights and betting tips ahead of another big weekend of football action. 
Right, there are still some Premier League fixtures to pick apart, so where should we go first? Let's go to the title race, and James, all eyes will be on Anfield as Liverpool play host to Tottenham. Do you see the Reds going back to the top for 24 hours at least? Yeah, I think so. Liverpool look like a truly unstoppable force at the moment, although Spurs do have it in them to pick up good results against the heavyweights of the Premier League. I think a fully charged red side will be too strong for them this weekend, and They've had Spurs' number in recent meetings. It's seven wins in the draw from the last eight encounters. And despite a price of four to nine, I think Liverpool are more than good enough value to plug into a weekend accumulator. Well, Jamie, if this is the case, it's not going to be good news for Tottenham, is it? They've already beaten one title challenger on the road, that being Man City, of course. Can they keep their top four dream alive and do the same at Anfield on Saturday? Yeah, well, I mean, just on the game in general, I think you know, I remember back to that tool uh, earlier on in the season. Of course, that was you know a very exciting game, and definitely expecting another exciting game here. But I think this is a very tricky one to call, actually, for me. I mean, obviously, I'm speaking it from a slightly biased point of oh, view, yeah. uh, being a Spurs fan. But I mean, as well, I was I don't know why I was strongly debating this one for maybe my long shot as well. I just think you know when Spurs have really struggled this season they've come up against sides who have maybe looked to nullify them or produce a, a performance that's been really tricky to break down we of course saw this against Burnley Brighton and then Brentford of course where Spurs dropped I think we only got one point from those fixtures um, but against sides where maybe you know they've looked to really come at us and, and kind of give us space that's where Spurs have you know really looked at their best of course picking up six points against Manchester City we've got the draw against Liverpool and perhaps should have won that game and then, of course, we even saw that on the weekend, you know, a lesser side who kind of just got on with their own game and, and just allowed Spurs space. And, and, and that's where Spurs just seem to be at their best. And, you know, it's no real surprise when you've got Harry Kane, you know, feeding balls into uh, Kulusevski and Xiongmin and Son. So it's a very, very tricky one to call because I think this is a side that Spurs could have some joy against. But again, as, as James said, you just look at how good Liverpool at the moment. It's, it's very difficult to see them really getting a thing from this one. Um, there is, of course, also the factor that Liverpool have had that tricky game away at Villarreal as well. So that might be an interesting factor in this one. But it's, yeah, again, I'm just finding it so difficult to call. I kind of want to put it as my long shot. I did really want to put it as my long shot, but I think it's very difficult to back against Liverpool at the moment. They just look so strong. And of course, they've got so many options as well. So I, th I think you might ha you'd have to sway towards Liverpool in this one. Yeah, I think for Tottenham fans, obviously you and I, you're trying to look at best-case scenarios here. Obviously, two points behind Arsenal before the weekend gets underway. Worst-case scenario, that gap gets to five. And the, the North London derby is not quite moot, but it's not quite the winner-takes-all super clash that Sky were hoping for. Then you're sort of thinking, OK, what's next down the list? Let's say, I don't know, can we get a draw at Anfield and then Arsenal win? You know, it's still four what? points. Or you just you kind of I do the maths, aren't you? Like... I think that I think the way it could potentially be, and I know, as I said, it could be five points going into that North London derby. But um, you know, if Spurs were maybe to win that game, of course, which I think is, I think is pretty likely, being it that you know it's the the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and of course that being the first North London derby in front of fans at the new stadium as well, that could potentially be three points for Spurs. That would of course move the gap down to two points, and then of course Arsenal, they got that very tricky game against Newcastle on a Monday evening under the lights at St James's Park. Spurs, they host Burnley on on that weekend. So potentially, you know, you could see... And then, of course, Spurs do have a superior goal difference. So a draw for Arsenal and then a win for Spurs in, against Burnley would, would move them above Arsenal. So it could look very difficult going into that North London derby being five points ahead. But I, I still think there's kind of, you know, maybe room for error for Spurs. But... Yeah, it's going to be very difficult if we do have to go into that game against Arsenal five points behind them. 
while Manchester City are believing in Jesus as of late and he is rewarding them with goals. James, what price would you give me on him opening the scoring this Sunday at home to Newcastle? Well, because it's you, Dan, I can give you 5-1 to one for Jesus to open nice. the scoring. It really is amazing what a transfer link to Arsenal will do for a player's goal-scoring form. He's playing like a man who's desperate to remain part of the City furniture. He has six goals in his last three games, so if you fancy the Brazilian to maintain that average, you can also get 7-1 to one for him to score at least twice. That is very tasty. And Jamie, Newcastle were rather flat last Saturday. As I say, it was a slender win for Liverpool, but it was never really going to be danger. It was a case of more Liverpool and their goal-scoring record. So with that in mind, the last time that Newcastle met Man City, they lost 4-0. Now, they've made progress across the season and they might have even been disappointed that they lost to Liverpool, such as the measure of their progress. But what scoreline have you got for me before their clash on Sunday? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really tough one for Manchester City, actually. We've, of course, seen how Newcastle kind of, you know, really turned it around recently. Obviously, we're pretty, I think we're fairly unlucky to, to lose at Liverpool, against Liverpool, which, you know, I, don't, I think any side will, you know, be able to lose against Liverpool and kind of, you know, maybe write it off. But I think, as I said, I do think this one will be tricky for Man City, especially coming after their Champions League game against Real Madrid as well. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot. You know, Man City are going to have to put a lot into the game at the Bernabeu. Um, so that could potentially come in and, and be a factor. But I, I, I think City will just about get the job done in this one. I'm actually going to go for the same score as against, they did against Liverpool. And I'm going to go for Manchester City 1, Newcastle 0 uh, at 17-2. to two. It's a good price. I mean, Newcastle would love to be the destroyers in all of this. I think anyone is capable of finding a, any result on any day of the Premier League season. But just as we see these two teams just are just a class apart, really, aren't they? Man City, Liverpool, and you just sort of feel that regardless of what happens in Madrid on Wednesday nights, they're always going to have that little bit more. Newcastle have not disgraced themselves in defeat against the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea recently. They are holding their own, but it's just that lack of spark. You know, Chris Wood hasn't really delivered, although he's been integral to them staying up. Sam Maximan is frustrating. They just lack a bit of oomph, don't they, Newcastle, when it matters. And I think Man City will have enough to deal with them as slender as it needs to be. Right, let's move to the bottom of the table now. And we mentioned Burnley versus Aston Villa. Saturday's part one. But James, what is the tale of the tape before this one? Well, Villa have been in streaky form and their only win in the last six games came last time out, actually, against Norwich. So the jury is very much out as to whether they have indeed returned to form. But one side that has truly returned to winning ways is the Clarence, who have won three on the bounce and look completely re-energised at the moment. And as far as the recent heads-to-heads go, it's just one Villa win in the last 11 years. And Burnley won the last meeting at Turf Moor 3-2 in January of 2021. And they're giving the edge again here. They've really got the bit between their teeth at the moment. So 21-10 to 10 for the home win looks like absolutely stunning. King value, but if that doesn't take your fancy, then stick Burnley or draw a double chance in an ACA 8 to 13. Oh, is that the klaxon? I believe it is. The double chance klaxon has officially been pressed for Burnley this weekend. I mean, logic dictates that Burnley have got all this momentum behind them. Why would they not win at the weekend? But the Premier League is a strange beast at the best of times. Aston Villa got nothing really to play for. I know a top 10 finish is still in the mix. Prize money also is important. I guess the higher up the table you finish, the more attractive you are to players in the summer when you're trying to sign them. But really, you know, as you rightly say, they've only beaten Norwich in the last six matches. It's not a great record. And I feel that with Burnley being up for it and the desire and the need to win rather than Villa's kind of just getting to the end of the season, I think Burnley are going to be favourites and rightly so for that one. Now, Jamie, Everton, as we mentioned, massively buoyed after their win against Chelsea. 
And we've also referenced that they struggle really badly away from home. So what can they get from a Leicester side who will play in Europe on Thursday? Yeah, well, you're very right there about Everton being poor away from home this season. They've lost seven in a row away from home. Um, they've lost you know, three quarters of their away games as well. So just been really poor on the road. But look, they face a Leicester side who are without winning in four matches as well. I keep mentioning as well, um, they are going to have that tricky game in Rome in, in, in the Europa Conference League semi-final. So that will also be another factor. We, of course, as I mentioned, we, we, we've seen these two sides recently draw uh, one all at Goodison Park recently. So, um, you know, I, I, for, for me, everything kind of points towards a draw in this one. I think for Frank Lampard's side as well, you know, they're going to be kind of fighting for everything. Um, Leicester. Um, you know, and they're not a bad side either, Leicester. So I, I definitely don't won't write them off in this one. So I, I really just see this being a draw. Now, as for Chelsea, do we have to ask the question, James? Is top four a given yet? I don't think it is. Surely there's not going to be another top four collapse on the final day of the season. And if it does, is it going to happen to Chelsea? Uh, I don't think so, personally. They're three points clear of Arsenal and five clear of Spurs. And both of those two have got to face each other, of course. So it would take quite the sequence of results for Chelsea to relinquish the spot in the top four. And Thomas Tuchel's side have a fairly modest end to the league campaign. They face Wolves, Leicester, Leeds and Watford. So I think they'll be just fine. Well, Chelsea have been a bit of a tribute act as a top four team at the moment because their form has just been, I guess, understandably not great because they've got nothing really to play for by the cup final. And I guess this is still amongst the backdrop of sanctions and trying to get a new owner into the club. You hear talk of Abramovich wanting his £1.5 billion back and now the vultures are circling in terms of players who could be leaving across the summer. So, yes, it could be Champions League football for the start of next season, but will Chelsea be a force as we know them over the last, what, 15, 20 years, you just don't know, do you? I mean, the Schadenfreude in you as a non-Chelsea fan probably thinks, oh, it'd be great for them to have some time out of the limelight. You know, whether it goes to huge collapse, I don't know. But I still think they'll be a footballing entity. But you just kind of wonder, is this the house of cards collapsing on the pitch as well? You know, you see the likes of Thomas Tuchel getting frustrated with the team and it's not quite clicking. Lukaku can't hit a barn door. They are lacking goals. Kai Havertz hasn't really done enough for his £85 million signing fee. There's a whole maelstrom of things that are going to be happening across the summer and you wonder what effect that will have on the Blues this season. But of course, they play Wolves on Sunday. Now, Jamie, Wolves' bid for European football has largely dissipated over the past few weeks. I think that's fair to say. With that in mind, does their clash at Stamford Bridge smell of dead rubber to you? Yeah, look, I think for, for for Thomas Tuchel, this certainly isn't a dead rubber. I mean, look, for, from maybe perspective of uh, Abramovich, you know, I think he's quite fortunate that he's not here. I mean, certainly now he'd be under massive pressure, yeah. of course, at Chelsea if Abramovich was in the club. Um, but of course, you know, and, and, and Chelsea is still fighting for that top four. I, I think it's very unlikely they will drop out. But, you know, they, they do need to start picking up points again. They've lost three of the last six matches, but they do face a Wolves side who have been also very poor as well. Uh, Wolves, they've lost four of the last five. So I think I think you can definitely see Chelsea kind of getting the better of them in this one. Um, yes, they have been maybe poor at home, but they did get that recent 1-0 win against West Ham. I think it'll be a kind of a similar uh, story on the weekend against Wolves as well. And, um, you know, it's no wonder that Chelsea are favourites here at 1-3. to three. Yeah, I mean, it sounds about right. But as I say, just Chelsea can't really, they're not clicking at the moment. I mean, I know they beat West Ham at home, but that needed a 90th minute winner. They weren't bad against Everton. Jordan Pickford made some incredible saves, but on another day, they should have really won that game. Arsenal didn't turn up. Whether the conspiracy theories are true or not, I don't know. But it's just, 
there's something not right about Chelsea, and you can just see this kind of malaise, really, that's overshadowing Stamford Bridge at the moment. But talking of malaise, James, you can have some in the mid-table. Brentford play host to Southampton. That's 14th versus 15th. Does anything take your fancy here, or are you fast-forwarding this one on Match of the Day? Yeah, I'll probably be switching over to the late-night shopping channels by the time this one comes around, but... Yeah, Brentford will be keen to get back to winning ways after a defeat to Manchester United. And they also took a 4-1 spanking from the Saints in the reverse fixture in January. But Ralph Hasselhoff will be disappointed with how the running has gone for Southampton. They're winless in 10 and you kind of wonder where they go from here next season. Can they push on for a top-half finish or will they continue to tread water? It actually give Brentford more than a good chance here. And there are far worse bets out there this weekend than 5-4 to four for the Beasts to pick up all three points. That is a good shout, to be honest. And I think with Southampton, they're just in that constant mid-table flux that every time they try and knock on the glass ceiling their best talents get poached they drop down they build up again just cyclical really and I think this summer is going to be key in terms of James Ward-Prowse I mentioned Aston Villa just a few moments ago about the more higher you finish up the table the more attractive you are I think also that relates to players you're trying to keep James Ward-Prowse is probably the prime target for a number of Premier League clubs this summer if Southampton do finish say 15th that's not a very attractive proposition, regardless of new owners that come in during the season. Who knows, it might be the summer where he moves on. And Jamie, it's likely to be the week where Watford get relegated, because Palace are 13-20 to 20 to win at home when the two teams meet at Selhurst Park. Watford need every point that is on offer. They need the most remarkable goal swing. That's not mm. going to happen. But do you fancy adding Palace to your weekend accumulator? Yeah, I, I think if you look at kind of Watford and maybe the incentive to win, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them now to kind of stay up. Of course, as you mentioned there, they've got to get maximum points from the last four matches, which just isn't going to happen. So I don't think they'll be kind of too up for this one in terms of maybe really trying to look to get three points here. And you'd have to fal- uh, fancy uh, a Palace for this one. Of course, you know, the, they did face off recently and it was a 4-1 win for Palace at Vicarage Road. Of course, Palace as well did win uh, on the weekend as well, 2-1 away at uh, Southampton. So, you know, they're in they're in fairly decent form as well, Palace. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Watford are probably going to go down here. And, uh, yeah, you've got to say a Palace win for this one. OK, then, it's time for our final bit of business. And that is the odds on threefold, where we all pick a leg, combine it into an acker. Let's try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens, and see if we can get another winner over the line. Because last week we came good. Yes, we're back in form, a three to one winner. Well done us. Let's go again. So I'll start this week. I'm going to go with AC Milan to win on the road. Four to five on as the odds. I mean, quite simply, they just need to keep the red machine going, don't they? I mean, they are clear of Serie A. Inter have handed them a massive boost in the past week or so. That awful howler that happened against Bologna the other week. I mean, that has swung the pendulum into AC Milan's favour. They just need to keep going, really. And I think, although on the road is always going to be a bit of a trick, I think they'll have enough. And it screams to me... A bit of value there. Four to five on is my odds-on pick. And Jamie, what have you got? Yep, I've gone down to the championship and I've gone for Huddersfield to win at home against Bristol City, uh, 10 to 11. I mean, the the Terriers, of course, they have already secured their place in the playoffs. But um, yeah, they've been in great form recently. They've won five of their last six matches. And uh, yeah, I think they'll make it six six wins uh, against Bristol City. And James, the third leg, just as important. What have you got? Yeah, Manchester United and my leg here. They're six to four to beat Brighton this weekend, and that is right up my street. Brighton can't keep winning forever, and they've lost all of the last seven meetings against the Red Devils. So I'm going to go for the away win here. Great shout! Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests, James. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Did indeed. Cheers, Dan.
And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yep, all good. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 